everybody, and welcome to the PHLY Eagles podcast on a Wednesday morning. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, and jumping off right from the get-go in studio, Fletcher Cox off the bye. Fletcher, how are you? How's the body feeling? How was the rest and relaxation? I tell you what, it's good to be back. Also good to be back here, uh, but the body's rested. Probably uh, as rested as it's going to get. Uh, now it's time to get back. Bob, it was good. Came at the right time. Uh, so now we got to time to finish this thing out strong. Is there, you said like, this is as, as good as the body's going to feel good till the end of the season, right? Is there like a, like you got to take a deep breath. Like, all right, here we go. Like, yeah, always. You always take that deep breath, right? Because you know what's ahead of you. Um, so uh, we know what's ahead of us. Um, and uh, that's, that's the next game. And then prepare for that. Um, so everybody was in the building yesterday. Um, look fresh, feel, you know, just just being ourself. Um, it, was, it was good to see that, you know. So uh, what about y'all? How y'all doing? We're doing good. Yeah, you know, we, we, we didn't go. Zach did go away. He, he did a little uh, little getaway to Scottsdale, driving in uh, driverless cars. That was his big. <laughs> that was his big getaway. When you get when you guys get back together and you've been gone, like you you're used to seeing these guys like every single day. Is it like does it feel weird that? You haven't seen Brandon Graham in five days or whatever it is. It's like, like the first day of school. Yeah. Actually over again. <laughs> you know, when you when you get that bye week and then it's like, man, how you doing? You know how BG is. How you right. doing? How was your bye? Um and just talking to just talking to everybody, just see how refreshed they are. Um, you know, from from a week of, you know, no game planning, you know, not a whole lot of, you know, stress about going into the game on Sunday or or how we gonna pack our bags if it's a road game, or what we ran for the home game. Uh so it was just just a good week to kind of just relax, which which was great. Is it more the uh, body feels better or like you just had that chance to mentally reset because you guys have been going since training camp? It's a total mind. It's a total reset of everything. And I don't even think I thought about ball at all last week. Matter of fact, I did <laughs> because it was just one of them times you want to get away from everything and kind of let your body, you know, de-stress a little bit um, because we know how long the season is. I know how long it is and, and, and what's ahead of us. So, so, yeah, I don't even think I didn't, didn't think about ball last week. Well, in terms of what's ahead this week, we know that it is the, the game on Monday night against the Kansas City Chiefs, and not to bring things down too much, but uh, I know that the focus is not on, on that Super Bowl game. But I wonder for you, in the, you know, the weeks and months after that game, when you didn't necessarily know if you were going to be back here in Philadelphia, what, was, like, what were the plays, what were the moments from that game that, that sort of stuck with you? You know, it's always a play and plays that you want to take back from a game. But, you know, you think about that, you rewind it, and, you know, you, you just wish you can have it back. Uh, you know, there was a couple of plays, a couple of strambles. Um, I mean, we could wish take a drive back from them uh, coming out of halftime when they came down to score. Um, that's, that's something you like to, you know, you know, you play back in your head and say, man, we don't, we stopped them coming out of the half. You know, you come out on top and you give yourself a better chance of winning. But, um, I mean, as far as everything, that game's been, you know, it's been flushed. You know, we finished in second place, um, and now, uh, you know, we get to play the next game now, which is the, the Chiefs is, is the next game on the schedule. Do you feel like this is a um, like a media focus where it's like, oh, this is a chance for some measure of revenge? Do you guys even feel that way, or is that that's not just that's not what you guys think? Like, we know how it is, right? right. We know what what the media is gonna is gonna you know build this game up to be. Which you know is everybody gonna look at it as a, as a Super Bowl rematch or the Kelsey Bowl again? Uh, yeah. yeah, you know it's it's gonna be so much. You know Mahomes versus Hurts. You know all this all this type of stuff. Is Taylor Swift gonna be there? Right. You know I think what we focus on is 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 us is is is, is the guys in the locker room and the coaches focusing on us and making it about us. And uh, you know we don't let everybody blow it up, but you know we still gotta show up on Monday and, and play the game. At at the same time, you know whenever you have games, you always look at the film of previous time you played the team, right? I, I, I spoke to Sirianni this summer about he'd be, you know, doing season prep and that game would come on and he'd like pound the table about a third down that came up. <laughs> um, is it the type of thing when you're watching it from a game planning perspective that you get memories of the Super Bowl or do you view it purely as like, this is the next opponent we're preparing for their third down looks or, or I'm, I'm looking at their offensive line in this situation? Well, I just want to put it like this. I mean, honestly, like, both teams are totally different. Sure. You know, I don't think they were both rosters are the same. Uh, I think, I mean, besides, I mean, I would say, uh, I mean, we've added some stuff on our D-line and, you know, and defense, and they have on their offensive defense. Um, you know, we uh, we th what's different about us is we got, again, we got two different coordinators. Yeah. They got two different, you know, they got a different offensive coordinator this year. Right. You know, they still got the same D coordinator, you know. But these teams are different um, in, in so many ways. And um, I think the focus all week is just going to, 
it's what it is every week. It's, it's making about the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, the thing that's that that's still present, of, of course, is Andy Reid, and uh, it's it's rare to be in the league for twelve years and you're still playing your former coach, right? <laughs> it um, is. You know, is. and and there's I, I I know among like you, Kelsey Graham are the only guys still in there who played for Andy. Uh, he drafted you. What what role has he had in in your life, and is it still significant seeing him? It's always line. it's always uh, thanking uh, Big Red because, you know, he was part of, you know, a life changing experience for me. Um, and I was always respected and always will. You know, he took a chance and, you know, drafted me and traded up and drafted me in, in the first round. I um, mean, you, you got to respect that. Uh, he know, you know, that, you know, he'll be on the other sideline. Um, I won't be cheering him on on Monday, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's just a mutual respect uh, that, that I have for him. Well, you talked about how both of these teams are so much different than they were last year, and that, that's definitely true. And one way it's true for you guys is the run defense this year has been, has been so much better by the numbers. And it's interesting because last year it felt like when you guys wanted to stop the run on first and second down, you went heavy on those odd personnel fronts, right? It was, it was five guys on the, on the D-line. This year you've done that much less. It's been much more of those even fronts, and still you've been so much better against stopping the run. What, what goes into that? What's your explanation for that? Attitude. That's what it's about. It's about attitude. And it's about the guys that's in that room that, that know that, you know, in order to give us a chance to win a game, that we have to stop the run. Uh, we want to make teams one-dimensional. Um, and then that's, 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 it all comes with attitude and it starts in practice. Coach Rock, Coach Wash, you know, they do a really, really good job of, you know, uh, coaching that and teaching that of you know, ways to win the game and, you know, and stopping the run. I mean, obviously, uh, number 90, he plays a big uh, – JD plays a mm -hmm. big role into that uh, and, you know, stuffing up the middle. And <laughs> but uh, pause. <laughs> but but um, he does a good job. You know, we all, we all do, do it with attitude. And uh, and that's what it's about, stopping the run, getting teams in second and long and third and long. And then we can pin our ears back and go rush quarterback. What are the things that he does that, that we might not be able to notice aside from stuffing it up the middle? <laughs> no, nah, I mean, he – you know, just, you know, the way he approached it, you know, is, uh, he made some comments um, early in, in the year. Um, and, you know, he probably don't know I read them, but he said he didn't want to be known just as a run stopper. Yeah. He wanted to be known as an every down guy. And I think so far he's proven that, you know, he's proven that he can, you know, get sacks and, and get out to the quarterback and cause disruptions on whatever down it is, you know. And, and he got a lot of guys that, that you know, that contribute to that. You know, Milt, JC, um, Marlon, you know, and then we got, you know, we have the young guy, Mo. Um, who's probably gonna have a chance to play here? You know, who knows when his number is called? But you know, all that stuff, it, and it starts with you know the coaching and you know obviously leadership and players. You brought him up, so I'll, I'll ask real quick. Moro Ojimo, after the Contavious Street trade, he he goes up on the depth chart. What do you see from him behind the scenes? Because I I know talking to the offensive lineman in the scout team looks like he's he's really giving them good looks there. You know, I, I said something to Mo, um, and I still say it all the time. I said Mo, you got a chance to go against about a couple all pros every day in practice on the scout team. I said, if you can beat them, you can be productive in this league. And that's the way he approached it every day. I'm, I'm curious, too, when you talk about an all pro, uh, Chris Jones, on the other sideline this week, uh, he was compared to you when he was coming out, and it's kind of like this Mississippi State lineage. Yeah, State, that's you right. know, Jeffrey Simmons is then compared to Chris Jones, right? What's the relationship between you and, and, and Chris Jones, and do you see the similarities between the two of you? Just really happy for him, the success he's having. Um, and, you know, he's got to find ways to stop him. I don't think you can stop him. You know, you can slow him down, but it's hard to stop a guy like that that's just been dominant since he came in the league. Uh, I mean, he, they line him up all over the place. And, you know, it's kind of hard to tell where he's going to be. Um, they do a good job at it. He do a good job at maximizing um, his opportunities when he, you know, get a chance to line across. But I'm happy for him. Our relationship is there. We I check and text on him. I mean, text and check on him and make sure his well-being is good. But, uh, you know, Chris is a good dude. Now, Fletch, after you leave, Zach and I are going to do this thing where we're going to draft the guys on defense who we think are going to have like a, a better second half than they had a first half. If you had the first pick there, anybody on defense who you think is going to have a better second half than first half, who would you say? And you can pick yourself if you want to. Nah, that'd be biased. I could pick myself. <laughs> um, You're an objective journalist now. Oh, uh, man. Let me see. If I had to pick a guy that's, that's going to have a better half in, 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 this, in this next season, a guy that's been, I'm going to tell a guy that's been having some up and downs. Um, you know, injuries and kept him out a few games. I'm, I got to go with Reed. Hmm. Okay. You know, he's had some, some injuries up and downs, missing games because, you know, some, some stuff he can't control. But, you know, I think my first pick is, is, is probably going to be Reed. What, what impresses you about Reed? Just his, his approach. 
you know, about everything. And I keep using this road to approach it because I sit back and I, and I watch a lot of the young guys. Um, you know, Reed's attention to detail. He sit right beside me in the, in the defensive meeting room and I'm sitting there peeking at his notes and I'm watching the things that he write down. And it's very impressive mm-hmm. the way that he take notes, the way he understand the scheme, you know, the way he walk around and, and around a building as a second year player, you know, and he's, he's wanting to be a real pro. And, you know, I respect that about him. In Monday's show, we were talking about the rookies and I said, pay attention to Jalen Carter in the back stretch here, because I talked about your rookie season when you had, I think a sack in the season opener against Cleveland then it was kind of this quiet period, and you ended the season with four and a half sacks, I think, in your last seven games. Um, what was it about late in the year, your your rookie season, and do you see that similar trajectory for Jalen Carter? Just really getting that feeling um, of, of the NFL. And I think that's what was the biggest thing, is getting that feeling in the NFL, knowing now that you're eight, nine, ten games, you know, in the season, and you kind of know what to expect. You, you understand the way that uh, that teams are trying to attack you. Um, teams are trying to slow you down, and you know, and that's another thing. That's um, another guy. I think Reed will be one A, and Jalen will be one B. You know, it's, it's hard to pick for those two. You know, Jalen, you know, missed a game and had some some setbacks, and now I see him. He's back healthy um, as of yesterday, and he's back healthy, uh, flying around doing everything. And asked him how he was feeling. So I feel good, and I was like, good, because we're gonna need you. It does feel a little bit like like so much of the focus on Jalen is what he does as a pass rusher at, at this stage of his career, which is. Super impressive, but he plays a big role in in that improved run defense as well, right? Absolutely, you know, and I think his snaps increase. Um, obviously, as the season, as you know, as a as it gets cold, I think you know everybody, everything we got everybody healthy now, so it'll be more balanced. And uh, you know, with with Jalen in there, he's can definitely can stop the run, and and he will be a really really good pass rusher, you know, in this league. Now on the, on the show, I, I I come back from the locker room and I, I try to convey what you guys are saying and thinking, but I I don't live the life you guys live, so. Put us in the shoes of a player after a Monday night game because uh, in in the past decade, I, I always hear like, all right, it's fun playing on primetime, but when you're on the road, it is brutal getting back in the middle of the night, driving home, and then you have the short week turnaround. What's it like as a player when you have a road Monday night game? Um, I mean, you got to look at it as a short week, you know, um, and, you know, having that, having that uh, Monday night game, you get home at, like I said, we'll probably get home, it'll be, it might be 3 a.m., and, you know, myself, I got a 35 or 40-minute drive home. Uh, then, you know, hopefully we get the next day off, which is the next day is not really a day off because mm-hmm. you sleep and you're back up at 9 o'clock trying to figure out ways to get the body kick-started um, because you don't have that extra day um, to, to go and, and recover. So then that's how I approach it. You know, that's how a lot of guys approach it. You'll see a lot of guys in the building on Tuesday, even though we have the day off, you know, trying to get – trying to gain at least a half of that one day, the extra day that we normally have back, um, knowing that we got to um, – um, got to go play again on Sunday. What's that flight back like? I mean, that flight I guess it can, depends if you win or lose. That right? flight can be good or bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, normally, uh, you know, you know, guys are up communicating, watching film. Um, you know, win or lose, guys still trying to find a way to get better. Uh, but you got guys like BG who's going to lay out in the middle of the floor of the plane <laughs> and probably go to sleep the whole time. <laughs> um, sorry about that, BG. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's always you know good or bad. You know, it's. It's always business, always important. Guys still have fun, um, but you want to be on the winning end of that plane ride back home when it's that late. When and, I, and, when and, I, and then I've, I've, I've heard real quick, I've heard it's especially brutal in like December and January when you get back in the middle of the night and, you know, you have the frost on your car, you have snow <laughs> on your car, you got to wipe off. You're Zach McPherson and <laughs> yeah. Howie won't wait for you, but, <laughs> yes. but Nick will. Yeah, yeah. yeah listen, you got you to gotta kind of sit there and let, that, let the car unthaw a little bit. Uh, but some guys, um, they <laughs> just go. They they just get in there and go. You know, I think they probably grab a bottle of water, just pour it in the windshield, <laughs> and, and go. Like that's gonna help, but it ain't. <laughs> um, but um, it is. It's one of that's act, you know five ten extra minutes to that trip home that you're really trying to get home. It's funny when I when I left the job working for the Eagles, people would ask like, "What do you miss the most?" And uh, like the easy answer, the obvious answer was the team plane. Like being able being able to just fly straight there, not go to the airport. The game's over. You get on the team plane. What is like a your your flight out. What do you do? What's your what's your usual routine? And, and are, are we still making out. rookies getting like Popeyes or whatever? You else? know what? The team make it easy now. They uh, they get it for us. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I don't think they want anybody missing the play. That's smart. Yeah. So, uh, but they still took the fun out of it <laughs> of having the rookies go order a couple hundred bucks in Popeyes. Right. And, you know, they all just 
kind of wild. You're wearing your plane, nicest outfit, but you're carrying like yeah, yeah, three bags carrying it. So they, yeah. it definitely messed up all the, all the pictures uh, for them to get their, their little flicks. So, uh, but the team does a good job. They make it easy for them now. They, um, we have Popeyes or Chick Fil A on the plane, um, so it, it, um, that's what they do. All right. Well, that's good. Well, Fletch, uh, good luck this weekend. Um, good luck getting back to practice. Keep that body healthy, and we will uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks so yes, much sir. for taking the time. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. All right. Appreciate it. Let's yes, talk. Uh, let's talk game time now. And if you want to go to Kansas City, fly out there. You know, maybe try to trail that plane. <laughs> you know, check out the tickets on Game Time because buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. They've got flash deals on last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, images of seat views, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. It is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason, so get images of your seat before you buy. Like we talked about, buy tickets in a matter of seconds. What is it, Zach? Two taps. Two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Create an account and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code PHLY for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. How you doing, Zach? I enjoyed that. I could have done a full hour. Pivot here. Yeah, I, I liked uh, I liked his perspective on the run defense. I liked his perspective on the bye week. I liked his. Persp- I, I mean, it might have just been for my edification. Although I hope the 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 viewers enjoyed. I liked his perspective on the flight in and out because uh, you know I I always bemoan like that six a.m. flight back. I'm on two hours of sleep, but they're doing it the other way. Like they're flying right after the game. Then they get in the middle of the night and driving back. So they get no, so they have to rely on the plane for the sleep. So it's always interesting. They don't have to write though. Your game is after the game. Yeah, but I, I don't have to take on offensive linemen. So nor uh, could you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you never know until you try, right? So <laughs> I think we feel pretty confident about you not being able to do that, but that's okay. Uh, what else is new in your life? How you doing? I mean, I saw you 18 hours ago, yeah. 20 hours ago. Uh, doing great. Excited for the show. Lot to discuss. I, is I, there any Eagles news over the past twenty four hours? Ah, is, is is that what you were leading me on to? Yes, there 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 is some Eagles news. They added Noah Tongiai, another former friend of ours. Uh, Noah Tongiai, who's been who's had a few separate stints with the team. Famously, the Eagles cut him one. All. <laughs> they cut him at training camp one year, and at, at the end of training camp, it was like, how could they possibly cut Noah Tongiai? Right. Uh, Noah Tongiai has, has since been available on practice squads. Um, so Noah Tongiai comes in. The Eagles also uh, brought in, let me pull this up here. The uh, Well, they started the 21-day practice window for Justin Evans, which is which is relevant. We'll get to that in a moment. And, and then the other move is, and I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, Lasitis Smith, or is it Lakitis Smith? Is it a hard C or soft C? I think it's Lasitis. Lasitis. Okay, so I. It's definitely not Lakitis. I I would. Okay. Be well, he is uh, a former um, sixth round pick by by the Cardinals. Started two games last year. He gives the Eagles some O line depth. Uh, a hokey uh, from Virginia Tech. So remember him there. Yeah, boy. Uh, I thought it was interesting that they activated Justin Evans' practice window and not Quez Watkins's. That is notable. You're right. And that that would tell you that Justin Evans is on track to potentially return this week, and Quez Watkins is not because Quez Watkins would need to be out there. Do you think that like what do you think Justin Evans's role is when he returns healthy? Well, certainly special teams contributor, and then depth safety. I can see if you know some certain packages there. Uh, it is in fact Lasitis. Lasitis is yes. that what you said? I said Lasitis. You said Lasitis. You tomato, nailed, tomato. You nailed that. No, not tomato, tomato. He has a name, and his name's his name's Alcides. Amen. Actually, I was I was listening. I was in the car last night with Emily listening to the show, and like, um, why would you subject Emily to that? I got it. I she said, she said, how do you say Philadelphia? Okay, <laughs> Philadelphia. That's how you say it. <laughs> yes, she said, you say Philadelphia. It's Philadelphia. You got a lot of weird pronunciations, but that's why we love you. Well, that's like a tomato, tomato thing, isn't mm-hmm. it? <laughs> Sure. Okay. Uh, but yeah, she brought that up. Um, anyways, 
yeah, it is notable that that they started Justin Evans' clock here and not uh, Quez Watkins. I imagine Justin Evans provides them the depth behind Bayard and Reed Blankenship. Of course, when he was healthy, the Eagles did not have Kevin Bayard. Uh, and now they kind of have a few of these – well, I shouldn't say a few of these. They have two of these hybrid – you know, um, slot safety guys in Sidney Brown and in Justin Evans. I do think the Eagles are going to mix in some three safety packages as the season progresses. I would imagine that's more Sidney Jones than Justin Evans, but the Eagles did like Justin Evans coming out of camp and he had a good camp. And yeah, I mean, Justin Evans was ahead of Sidney Brown coming out yes, of camp and until exactly. he got injured. I, I don't love Justin Evans as a, as a nickel. Uh, we yeah. saw him do that uh, like a, in a bit role. Over the early part of the season, I don't think that's his best skill set, nor is it Sidney Brown's best skill set. But I think this means that maybe they can maybe they can play a little bit more dime than they have. Um, but I, I agree. I don't think he's taking Kevin Byard's yeah. spot. Justin Evans, by the way, another Mississippi guy on the team. Mississippi's a under-the-radar hotbed for football talent. Yeah. Fletcher Cox, A.J. Brown, Nicobe Dean. Yeah, I can keep going on. Okay, keep, keep, keep going. Uh, Justin Evans, uh, Davion Taylor was from Mississippi. Uh, Gardner Minshew was from Mississippi. Kenny Gainwell's from Mississippi. Uh, Pretty so, good. Yeah, so a, a lot of talent in the state of Mississippi. And, of course, is there, this begs the question, a Mr. Mississippi? It doesn't beg that question at all. Did I say mm -hmm. Sidney Jones, by the way? I meant Sidney Brown. Uh, I think you said Sidney I said Sidney Brown. Okay. okay. All right, before we get on in the draft, Zach, let's talk a little bit about FOCO because FOCO is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. It is the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's football and tailgating season. You know that. So they've got overalls. They've got hoodies. They've got hats. They've got sunglasses. They've got bags. Everything you need for a game. FOCO has also hooked PHLY up and provided awesome pieces for our sets. FOCO always has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code PHLY for 10% off. All right, Zach, yesterday we had our draft of the offensive players who were going to get better or worse over the course of the second half of the season, our little stock draft. You took, let's, let's run this down for uh, the people. You had Devontae Smith up. DeAndre Swift up, Jordan Mailata down, Cam Jurgens up, Julio Jones up, and Jason Kelsey down. What a shot across the bow of Jason Kelsey. I think if if you haven't watched or listened to the show, go back and listen or, or watch, and you would you would hear about why that I, I, I said Jason Kelsey's stock cannot get any higher. Uh, by the way, I see Darius Light. Darius Light went to Mississippi State, but he's not from Mississippi. He's from Brunswick, Georgia. Okay. So just one. I mean, how dare you? How dare you? Ash? I, just, I just I you you mongrel. I'm okay. not saying mongrel. I'm just simply I I'm, I didn't miss that. That that was not one of omission. I had Jack Stoll up, mm -hmm. AJ Brown down, Rashad Penny up, Olamide Zacchaeus up, Jalen Hurts up, and Marcus Mariota down. What a good pick that was. All right, uh, it is my turn to pick first on the defense. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like uh, I think you did the right thing yesterday deciding to go first on offense because I do think that like Devontae Smith up was the was the that the obvious pick sure. uh, the the like the, these far and away number one seed here. And I don't think that that exists on defense. I, I am tempted to just follow Fletch's lead. I mean, the guys know. I think Reed Blankenship has been extremely good over the first half of the season when healthy. Uh, he, he has missed two games. In one game in which it seemed like he struggled a little bit. But other than that, I think he's been really good. The case for him being better than that is he plays the entire half. He stays at that consistent level. I think I'm going to buy that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to back up Fletcher Cox. I'm going to say Reed Blankenship up establishes himself as a bona fide, like very good starter in the NFL. Yeah, a little cheat code on 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 your part. You get to phone a friend. You get to ask the twelve year pro who's who's in there every day. You know, you um, let me have that. You let me go first today. Yeah, I agree with you there. And I'm I was wrong on Blankenship uh, going into the year, and I, I took that L. And I'm really impressed with the way Blankenship's played. I I, th I thought the Commanders game. He was kind of up and down in, in that game. But overall, the consistency, the nose for the football, that was a really good anecdote that Fletcher had, like looking over at, Love at, that. at Blankenship's notes. And uh, it reminds me of, of, of Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins 
in his locker has like these spiral notebooks from from every team that he's played against. He keeps the notes. So for instance, when they played against the Patriots in the Super Bowl, he went back to look at like all his notes against Tom Brady in the past. Uh, so yeah, so this, so that was a that was really good perspective. Though. And it is not the first time that I have heard somebody in the locker room sort of like praising mm-hmm. Reed Blankenship and the way that he goes about his business. Remember they, uh, the question from the summer about which guy is primed to have yeah. a big season when most people said Jalen Carter. Devontae Smith said Reed Blankenship, and I think he's a very good, reliable narrator on that front. And we've heard guys even in the secondary talking about like just the way that he goes about his business yeah. like a pro. It has, it has impressed guys in the locker room. Yeah, and I'll give a shout-out to you. That's, that's part of why that's, that's one of the reasons I like that survey. You, you do every year because the players know, right? Like coaches sometimes – I feel like coaches sometimes don't know. Because coaches, I agree. Because coaches sometimes want the player to be what they have in their mind or like, you know, it, we either drafted him or we signed right, there's him. There's a little bit of baggage. Or, like, this isn't the guy that I wanted us exactly. to draft. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whereas players know. Uh, players always know. And players know if a guy's struggling. Players know if a guy's playing well. So I like that one there. Um, I'm going to go. Now you're going to laugh when I say this. Okay. Whatever. I think I, think I know who you're going to take. Whatever Derek Hold Barnett's on. stock you're still holding on to. This is where you're going to start? Well, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this sequentially. He's he's first on my, uh, or I'm sorry, yeah, he's but fourth. Zach, his stock is, is he's fourth is on my list. Rock Wait. bottom right Wait, now. So he's fourth on my list here. But but the thing is this: I when I was doing my self scout of yesterday's show, I didn't like how I was buying so much and not selling. Right? <laughs> so like you I, found the only guy on the team who you are consistently uh, willing to crush. That's not the case. It's not a guy I'm consistently willing to crush. I'm simply saying. That whatever stock you're holding on to with the, of of Derek Barnett, he was inactive in this game before the bye. I think Nolan Smith's going to continue to take on a bigger role. We'll 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 get to Nolan in a bit, perhaps. Yeah, um, I mean, I thought for sure you were going to lead off here with Nolan Smith. Yeah, no, but yeah, I'm selling. I want to get my sell on the record because I have two sells here on my. Yeah, list. but how could you like what what stock is there to lose? He he doesn't have a quarterback hit over the yeah, first like over I'm the entire still and, hold- and he just was inactive. So like there is nowhere lower for him to go. How could he go anywhere? Well, no, lower? that's not true. That's he the could thing. be released. That's it. That's basically that's, what, no, what has so, to happen for this to come true for you. So if you navigate the market, you know, sometimes you have a stock that's declining and you say, well, it can't do much worse and I'm going to hold on to it because it might go up. No, sometimes you just need to cut your losses. And this is a stock where, but in the context of this game, not just how you play the stock market. There's there's no real way for Derek Barnett to have a worse second half of the season than he had in the first half. There's no way that... Uh, well, I mean, that's not true. Because he can be inactive the rest of the way. Well, bo- borderline better than what he's done so no, far. No, like, literally, if you are inactive, that's worse than getting 12 snaps a game. So... We already saw that he was inactive before the bye, and I think he could, it could be trending in that way, especially if this they're focused like, on special teams. This is a very funny, like, self-parody first overall pick for you. Like, it's, it's pretty good. Okay. I, I, I didn't realize we were, like, drafting it sequentially, but okay. I, I, yeah, I, I, feel, I feel good about that one. Okay. Um, I mean... <laughs> Steve TSRA says, if you're still holding Derek Barnett's stock, you're probably still waiting for your, your <laughs> NFT apps to bounce back not apps okay. apes okay sorry i need to get my eyes checked then okay yeah. um i'm gonna go uh, i mean i'm gonna take i'm gonna i'm gonna play the man and not the board i'm gonna take nolan smith up because okay. uh i you know he has not done much over the first half of the season uh hasn't played more than nine snaps in a game i think he is going to play more i think he has to play yep. more um, if you look at how many snaps Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat have played, obviously those numbers are way up. Josh Sweat's in particular are way up. He's mm-hmm. on pace to play like 150 more defensive snaps than he's ever played in a regular season. The Eagles need Nolan Smith to play more. Um, and whatever he brings to the table is going to be more than, than he brought to the table in the first half. So um, I'll, I'll buy Nolan Smith. Okay. I'm going to go with my, my other sell here. Uh, and that way I have my cells on the record and then I can start buying. Okay. I'm I'm selling Nicholas Morrow uh, because Nicholas Morrow is going to take on a bigger role here, and I actually like the way he's played in the role that he's played. But I think it's one of those things where you can get exposed when you play more. Like there's a reason why uh, he didn't make the t- the 53 out of the summer. 
I thought he 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 popped when they brought him back up after Nakobe's injury, and then they were rotating him and 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 Nicobe. And I actually think that if you just look at it objectively, if you take away like the draft pedigree, you can make an argument that he outplayed Nakobe during some of the you know during those past two or three games. But I think now if he's your every snap player, then I think that's that that might be a bit concerning. And they're facing teams that are. Really going to try to take advantage of the middle of the field. Uh, now, I don't think Morrow's going to be one on one against like Travis Kelsey, right? Uh, but that's the top option for the uh, uh, for the Chiefs. Uh, Dalton Kincaid's really come on recently. He that's going to be a tough matchup against the Bills. Then you got uh, George Kittle, and uh, and again, it's it's not like Morrow's one on one against the tight ends, and and they have safeties for that. They have obviously Zach Cunningham has 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 length, but Morrow's navigating the middle of the field, and I could actually see also one of the reasons why I'm selling here is I could see the Eagles going with more uh, three safety looks, and when they do that, you, you could say, well, Nicholas Morrow's the green dot player. I think in that case they could have Reed Blankenship wearing the green dot because they're not necessarily giving that to Zach Cunningham, so that keeps Zach Cunningham on the field, and you have Blankenship calling the defense. And I think, yeah, I think that does make sense. I think like getting Sidney Brown on the field as a as the second line, like de facto linebacker uh, sort of makes sense for them personnel wise at the moment. And that's why uh, I, I think what a lot of what you said, I agree with. It's why I'm, I'm going to draft here Zach Cunningham down, because mm. I think the first half of the season has been nothing but a pleasant surprise because there were not high expectations for for Zach Cunningham. He's played very well for the most part, um, but now, with N'Kobe Dean out for an extended period of time, he's going to be much more in focus. He's going to be the linebacker who's on the field the most. He's going to be the guy who opposing defenses are trying to target, I think. I think he's going to be exposed is, is too strong of a word because it's a very difficult position to play, but I think he is going to be the target of opposing game plans. And I also think that he has this extensive injury history of recent years. He's been healthy. I just think he's been playing a little bit over his, his keys okay. so far. I mean, if we're down on both these 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 linebackers, if we kind of look at it from a big picture perspective, this is a spot to be concerned about going forward here. And that's that's not to say that uh, like Nicobe Dean's injury is, is really costly in the sense that Nicobe Dean has been inconsistent, and we knew the Eagles aren't really prioritizing linebackers. Uh, but the fact that they had Anthony Barr in for a workout. Uh, shows that they're at least considering like veterans at this position here. How excited were you about the Anthony Barr thing? Define excited. Like how excited was I? I wasn't excited. I wasn't scale like jumping of, up and down. But on yeah. a scale of uh, three thirty a.m. post game pod to riding in a Waymo for the first time. Okay. Well, if that's uh, a ten and the other one's a zero. Yeah. So so let me find something in between there. Um, I was probably as excited as uh, here, let me think when when you get like um, when there's you know something you're you're trying to purchase and uh, and you get like the 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 discount in your in your inbox okay and you're like I I was in the market I for was that. gonna get this anyway I was in the market for that I was kind of on the fence about getting it but now here I get this fifty percent off plus the extra fifteen percent off you know if that's if, pretty if excited actually yeah that 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 so that you were very excited no I mean that's kind of the way I said like Anthony Barr oh I I loved Anthony Barr when he was at UCLA of course I you mean did. I thought that the, the I really liked him early in his career with the Vikings. I thought when the Jets were about to sign him, that was going to be a big signing. Uh, he's obviously bounced between a few teams, but yeah, I, 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 I like that the Eagles were, were, were looking at it, but it's kind of like, um, you know, the signing in Minnesota, it's like a damned if you do, damned if you don't thing, because mm. he signed because Jordan Hicks went on IR. So yeah. it's like, well, <laughs> you lost Jordan Hicks. So that's a real tough one. But then you bring back Anthony Barr. So you kind of see it from both perspectives. More or less excited than Miles Jack. <laughs> um, probably more excited for Miles Jack. Okay. I mean, I thought at the time, like, finally. You know? <laughs> um, but, I mean, perhaps I have a soft spot for these UCLA uh, linebacker slash running backs because Anthony Barr is also converted. What did you make of the report that uh, the old chipper might be uh, on his last leg? Yeah, I read, I read Bill Plasky's column in the Los Angeles Times, and I saw I saw that report. Look, the reality is that the the proof is in the record, and I don't think the record over six years has been good enough. 
Um, he's been there for six years. And number one, and then and then number two. That's a long time. Like college football coaching, it's 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 a, it's a different game. And when you when you look at the transfer portal and you look at NILs, uh, this is it, it is like it's fundamentally different being a college coach now than when Chip was at Oregon. Uh, so that's that's something you you have to think about when you're at a place like UCLA. When you're at you know um, you look at all these openings now, Texas A&M. Although Jimbo certainly played the transfer portal on the NIL thing, but didn't necessarily work out well for him. Uh, we can devote. This is show. one of my. This is actually uh, earnestly one of my my favorite Zach bits. Is like your your deep deep knowledge of like lower level <laughs> coaches, like up and coming coaches. Yeah. So you are the UCLA AD. You fire Chip. Who are you hiring? Ah, okay. Um, so you put me on the spot here. I was so what I would do honestly is the first call I, I, I would make would be the Jonathan Smith, the head coach at Oregon State. And I, I say that because Oregon State's kind of what like What a that. nondescript name. Well, he's a former quarterback there. I believe he was, he was the quarterback when Shad Johnson and uh, TJ Fishman-Zada was Interesting. there. Um, but Jonathan Smith has, has done a really good job at, at, at Oregon State. And they're in a weird situation right now where they're kind of in, in limbo in the, in the conferences like – some Pac-12 coaches, or I'm sorry, some Pac-12 teams went to the Big Ten. Some Pac-12 teams went to uh, the Big 12. And then you have like your Oregon State, your Washington State's just kind of sitting there. Um, so he's, he's, he's done a really good job uh, coaching there. But, but then you also have, have to say, all right, how are you, how are you, are you going to do recruiting Southern California? So if you give me time to like really think about who the best candidate is there, um, I would give you a, a good answer, but we should ask Fletcher about Mississippi State. That's an interesting opening. Obviously, Texas A and M. That's 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 an interesting opening. I mean, Kellen DeBoer is awesome at Washington, um, but Washington it would behoove Washington to do whatever they can to keep him. You know what those questions are, Zach? What's that? They're in your wheelhouse. Ah, okay, I like that. Um, and shout out the wheelhouse uh, because if you follow them on Instagram, like like I do. Uh, you see that this weekend they have trade day uh, for the for the kids. They they sent me a, a DM about it, but Did they? I gotta say I already knew uh, because I planned this with my son, and I'm gonna do a better job as a father this time. I know <laughs> what to expect. All right, we're 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 gonna not just bring his bad cards. We're gonna bring his. You know, I was kind of like the fantasy football owner who uh, is is trying to get like a premium player now for you know guys you're going to cut sure. like I, I told him to bring all his bad cards no he's he's going to bring his good cards and he's going to trade good Show for him good off peacock a little he's bit he's going to trade good for good uh and the reason is is because wheelhouse is our go-to sports card gift and apparel shop in the delaware valley their motto is cards and community because love of sports unites us all they carry all of your favorite card brands like tops chrome a baseball and mosaic football, as well as T-shirts, hats, hoodies for brands like Mitchell and S, 47 brand, junk food, starter, and shy vintage sports. So I will emphasize that, too. It's not just a card shop. They, they have that because uh, I keep talking about Reed. He's, he's, uh, he, he needs a winter hat, and he asked me if he can get one this, this weekend when we go to Wheelhouse because he saw they had it last time. We didn't necessarily. Isn't that, isn't that what Emily did? Didn't she get a winter hat there? Yeah, and then, then he 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 likes it more. No, but he couldn't get a hat because he got a pack of cards. Okay. And he can, yeah, so um, but he'll he'll be able to get a hat this weekend. Um, uh, if you're looking to grade your sports card collection, Wheelhouse offers PSA grading submissions. They also host tons of different family family friendly events and birthday parties. Every month, stop in to either of their stores in Wayne or Westchester. I go to the one in Wayne. It's open seven days a week, and it's open at 11 a.m. Use code PHLY and get $10 off any purchase of $25 or more in store. Also, be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at Wheelhouse Cards. All right. You are up uh, with your third pick of the uh, stock draft here for the defensive side. I see real quick. I've been looking in your eyes. Um, I haven't Deeply. been looking at the board. Uh, Gavin says, why won't Zach and Bo acknowledge the discussion? What's the discussion, Gavin? Which I, one think, is I don't know if this is what he's talking about. There's been a bit of a, uh, a debate about who is a, uh, a more beloved or less beloved Philadelphia athlete, Derek Barnett or Furkan Korkmaz. Oh, I mean, Derek Barnett has to be more beloved. Derek Barnett literally recovered the fumble 
The most famous, he has the most yeah. famous fumble recovery in the Super Bowl. I also think, and and you know, I'm I'm writing the uh, companion piece to the everybody, you know, to check in the midseason yeah. on offense. That's for the defense that's coming up, and I've written about Derek Barnett. I do think that like the way that his career has sort of fizzled, yeah, uh, like is making people forget that he was a he was a good player yes. for the first three or four years yeah, of his really career. Really good, I would say. He well, was well, a well, he was a productive, yeah. yep. starting caliber defensive end. Um, and, you know, his, his career has has sort of fizzled out since then. But he was a good player for a good stretch of time and was not like a was not a bust as a as a first round pick. Yeah, he certainly wasn't a bust. He was he was productive. I, I wouldn't have given him that second contract, but I hear you there uh, now. Yeah, I'm looking forward. Uh, I'm looking forward to the to that piece for The thing with Ferk is like it's the most random trade requested like long <laughs> he requested a trade last year and he's still on the team so this 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 thing has been lingering you're up i am up okay i'm going bradley roby as a actually yeah i already said it so i can't take it back um bradley roby as a stock i'm buying I, I think he's gonna help stabilize the uh slot cornerback position he's here for that reason the eagles didn't put him on ir because they expected him back for this game I've actually spoken to Bradley Roby a few times over these past few weeks. Fun guy to talk to. Um, I'm looking forward to a potential Wolfsden with Bradley Roby because I, I think he can. I think he can play ball with you there. Uh, he is. Uh, but from a football perspective, Bradley Roby is is uh, yeah. He's 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 a veteran. He's played that that role. He knows what to do. Uh, now you you put him between you know, two veteran corners and you got Kevin Byard. Uh, I, I think the Eagles are really hoping that he provides stability at that spot. Can I play a little devil's advocate on Bradley Roby? Let's hear. This is a guy who was cut by the saints. Yes. Over the season or over, over the summer. He was available to be signed in week four, week five, when the mm-hmm. Eagles added him, he's a player who has had trouble staying healthy the last couple of years. He is 31 years old. Why are we so sure that he's going to be able to stabilize the nickel position? We're not so sure about it, for sure. I mean, we're not. So, I, I thought he played decently. He played the Rams game and the Jets game, right? I thought he played decently in those two games, and I I just think that he's an upgrade over this rotating cast of uh, Sydney of, of of Sydney Brown and uh, of Eli Ricks. Okay, uh, I'm up next. I now do I take the 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 easy one? I'm going to go with, let's, you know what? I'm going to take the bigger swing uh, because I, I know that I don't think you're going to take uh, the other ones that I have on my board here. I'm going to take the big swing. I'm going to say Jalen Carter goes up even more. That's what I was going to go with. Um, um, and that's why I, I hesitated. Cause I, I don't, it's going to take a lot mm-hmm. for as impressive as Jalen Carter has been in the first half of the season to get even better than that. But I think, if you think about the Eagles playing some more national games, uh, the spotlight on them a little bit more as they push for potentially the number one seed, I think that he is a player who is going to make some impactful plays. And uh, down the stretch, if Jalen Carter is uh, is sort of a beast, I think the the narrative will follow him. Maybe he's the defensive rookie of the year, which is what he said his yeah. goal was in the summer. Yeah, I should have gone there instead of Bradley Roby because he is, as, as you can see, I have Jalen Carter by... My note here is the end of Fletcher season and the four and a half sacks in the last seven games. So I probably should have gone with Jalen Carter over Roby. I feel more confident in, in that one. Plus, we had Fletcher saying that was 1B. Yeah, that's uh, right. So I should have uh, gone with that. But that's that. That's a good one for this game. Um, here, for uh, what's, what's the Jalen Carter news? What's the deal with this? What's, what do you know about this Jalen Carter thing? I don't know enough to say on air one way or the other. Well, I mean, uh, you can say what what the what the scuttlebutt is. EJ Smith of the Inquirer, you know, followed yeah. the thread a little bit. Did a good job as a reporter on the ground. Yeah, no, I'm saying I I I, I don't know the particulars of what occurred. Um, there's there have been kind of online scuttlebutt here about uh, you know at self checkout at Target you know, at self checkout. There was kind of confusion, walked away with with something that thought might have been. I think Jalen out. Carter is a hero. <laughs> I think he's a proletariat hero. No, I'm saying, uh, but there is there's no charges. There's there's nothing of, the, of that nature. So I don't know. Nor should there be charges. 
no matter what happened, if you as a business have made the decision that <laughs> okay, you are going to you, you are going, going to put self checkout <laughs> on the on the customer, <laughs> you are making the decision that everybody is allowed to steal. That's the deal. Like if you don't want to if you don't want to pay yeah. if you don't want to pay people to wow. have that oh, job. Okay. <laughs> Then I'm sorry. You, that is the that is the decision you are making. You know who has more money than Jalen Carter? Target by 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 like an exponential degree. Okay, if they don't want to pay people to service those checkouts, then I'm sorry. You don't get to complain if somebody miss uh, misfires a thing or decides to just take it. That's the deal. If you're putting it on uh, on the human to do the job as a customer, I'm sorry. You don't get to complain. There's no policing okay. of that. Okay. I, I have a different view of, of self-checkout than, than, than you do, as you can imagine. I don't know why you're so rigid against technology, right? Yeah, like, of course Mr. Waymo is going to be in, on the side of self-checkout. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on the side of like convenience. I'm on the side of efficiency. I'm on the side. It of, is not convenient, nor is it efficient. Well, I do think we need because to get, every time you go through self checkout, guess what? You got to call somebody over because something's not scanning correctly. Well, that, that happens to me at the grocery store a lot too, uh, where you know there's like I'm trying to be efficient here, and there's someone in this self checkout line who can't figure out how to do. Oh, the, it's not your fault. It's someone else's fault for they, for they can't figure it out. Well, yeah, I'm I'm usually pretty good. I'm usually pretty good about it. Like I, I I've got the self checkout down, but I, I used to work at a, at a grocery store, so I'm 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 good at, at finding the uh, code and uh, the QR code and and or not the QR code. The I don't know what happened at Target with Jalen Carter, but I'm more proud of him for this than anything that he's done on the okay. football field. <laughs> well, well, let's not suggest that he that he did something here, right? We're like we. We don't know that, but uh, yeah, there hasn't been arrest or anything of that nature. I think if you if you have made the business business decision to go to self checkout, mm -hmm. to not pay workers, to put the onus on the customer, you don't get to complain if they're not doing it correctly. <laughs> okay, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, and well, I also think that there is like there's like a. Uh, a very seedy level of entrapment to this. If there are, if there are police like monitoring who's, who's doing it or not. And it happens to be that Jalen Carter gets caught. I don't think that that's, that's great either. Yeah. Look, I agree I'm with just saying. that part of it, but I'm, I'm not advocating that because their stores have self checkout, therefore shoplifting's Okay. You're like, you're like, uh, listen, Uncle that's Leo not what here. I'm going to do. You're like uh, Uncle Leo. You know? No, I'm just I'd like, that's, First of I all, I'm going to choose, I'm gonna, if I can, I'm, yeah, I understand the reference. Okay. Uh, if I can, I'm going to choose to go to an actual checkout with a human being. But Really? Yes. Because you want to have conversation no, with them? No, because okay. I want that person to continue getting paid for their job. Okay. Um, but I, I'm, not, I'm, not like mis, uh, I'm not stealing things on purpose yeah. or yeah. not on purpose. But if, that's, if you are putting the onus on the human, you can't complain what they do. Yeah. I, I got to say, I go for the more efficient one, right? So if there is a line at self-checkout and there is no line at the checkout counter with the human, I'm definitely going to the checkout counter with the human. If there's four people in line for the human and there's no one at the self-checkout, I'm definitely going to the self-checkout. I, I, I want efficiency. I find it very inefficient almost always. Well, Unless you, it's like I'm going to CVS that, to get like three items. All right, that's a something. you problem. That's that's not a self-checkout. No, it's not because if it's, a, no, because if I go to the grocery store, they can be scanning the stuff and I can be bagging. Where there can be two of us doing it at once. Okay. So you're okay with with the with the bagger job being eliminated, just not the checkout job being eliminated. Well, there's because, because you know who was once a bagger. You. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you're okay with it's that. It's not that I'm okay with it, but yes. I'm I'm trying to make do with with what yeah. I have been given. Okay. So there was there was back in the day there was uh there's a Clemens family markets and I'm I'm bagging, okay? And then you can drive a bit to Blockbuster and Julia's at the counter there, okay? And nice. she's she's like I hope I'm not sharing too much information here, Julia. Um, yeah, so so you're Julia, okay with Julia, were you stealing were you stealing no, Blockbuster stuff? No, you you're okay right with with you're okay with them eliminating my job, but as long as Joya's job's there, you're good. No, that is a that you that yeah, is you not say, that is you not you a will fair. bag. You will bag. You just won't self checkout. No, because there is no bagger. I'm not. 
I'm not bagging in lieu of somebody else bagging. I'm trying to take the onus off of this one person who has okay. to do two things, and it is more efficient in search of efficiency. Yeah. I, also, I don't know. That, I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that mentioning a former Blockbuster employee as the person whose job is being <laughs> saved is necessarily the right way to frame it. I was speaking more of the what? checkout. I was speaking more of the checkout versus the bagging there, um, because we were doing that at the same time in high school. Mm. Um, but uh, in any event, no I, safer job than Blockbuster employee. I uh, I have. Uh, I'm I'm in the mood for or I'm I'm in the spirit of efficiency there. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna go where. I can get in and out of the store as quickly and as efficiently as possible. Okay. It is uh, your turn to draft. My turn to draft. Okay. Uh, that, was a, that was a good conversation. Um, in the spirit of buying low, okay, give me some James Bradbury stock right now. I think that's a good I, I feel that's like a good that's one. a depressed asset that I'm, 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 I'm going to buy and I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it go up, right? Uh, so James Bradbury – has been inconsistent this season. There's no way, uh, there's no sugarcoating that. I think he's a better player than how he's played. I think he's kind of been juggling a few different roles here. Uh, they can have some stability in the secondary. He finds that he stays on the outside, which, which in fairness, he's been on the outside during these past few weeks when he has um, been inconsistent. But that's that's kind of the way I see it, is that uh, I think Bradbury is going to have a better second half than he had first half. So I'm, I'm buying low there. Do you think that James Bradbury is going to spend a lot of time on Travis Kelsey this week? I'm fascinated to see that. That's that's going to be um, a topic of, of, of conversation uh, on our Thursday, Friday show, of course, because uh, I thought when I saw him in the slot during the summer, okay, this is, this is what's so funny? I like Khalif saying uh, watching James Bradbury has made me a depressed asset. Uh, Khalif, I so appreciate you as a loyal viewer and watcher. You're here every day. I mean, uh, the loyal diehard sickos, Khalif and Claire, um, Andy Reid's mustache. There's a lot of you here. We, we, the truth, uh, we're, we're very grateful for, for all of you. Um, yeah, so I, I think that, so when I saw that during the summer, I expected to see Bradbury on Kelsey, Bradbury on Darren Waller, Bradbury on some of these like bigger um, slot guys that, that they're going to see. I'm not it's sure. It's very cute gonna... when there was like this whole, um, long preseason conversation about how like dynamic Darren Waller was going to be in the Giants offense. That was fun. Because of the injury or because of the Giants offense. I mean, yeah. Like what, who, who are we pretending yeah. that Darren Waller was going to be some yeah. great trade and like change the face of the Giants offense. Give me a break. I, I mean, he, he's working with Tommy DeVito here. So well, uh, Tommy DeVito stray, I suppose. Okay. Uh, I think the Bradbury one yeah. is good. I think, um, I think there is reason to believe that that he's got a little bit a little bit more to give, and uh, I think that's a, I think that's a solid one. I'm going to take the guy. You know, this one this is no surprise. This is the the answer to you taking Derek Barnett down as the self parody. You know what I got to do here if I'm going Zach Cunningham down and you're going Nicholas Morrow down, and this guy has not played on defense despite the fact that he's like maybe analogous to like mid career Ray Lewis. Mm -hmm. I'm taking Christian Ellis up. I think uh, there's I think there's going to be enough turnover over the course of the linebacker position in the second half of the season that he's going to get in on defense. And I think he's going to make a couple plays to make people notice and wonder why he wasn't available on the field more. Give me Christian Ellis stock up. Uh, so then, uh, you know, part I'm, of the core four, obviously, with. I'm going to stay Blankenship, yeah. Tanner McKee and Moro Ojima. I'm going to stay on brand two. OK. Give me Josh Sweat stock up. Interesting. Or let's just buy. Interesting. Let's. I wouldn't say stock up. I'm just saying, I'm I'm buying and holding. Like no, keep, that's, but that's not the that's not keep, the, the game. That's not yeah, what, keep buying. You or, can't just start playing something different. That's not here. I'm telling you, that's not what. Keep that's your not Josh, the exercise that we're doing. Keep your Josh Sweat shares. Don't sell them because he's starting to get some hype. Don't sell them because all of a sudden these people like Bo Wolf, who were once ripping on him for not being able to get off the ball, are now saying don't praises. deflect from the okay. fact that you are not I'm following saying, the rules of the yeah, game. No, you okay. are saying Keep you buying. are going on the record as saying Josh Sweat is going to have a better second half than he did in the first half. He had six and a half sacks in the first half, uh, so I mean you need to get up. <laughs> okay, so you need to get above thirteen sacks, which would be. Uh, a little ambitious here, but you know what? Yeah, let's let's keep let's let's do it because what I've seen from Josh Sweat 
has been consistent. What I've seen from Josh Sweat has been like week in, week out. You can make an argument he's the best defensive player on the team and one of the best players in the field. Uh, and I don't see that slowing down. I think the only thing that would slow him down are injuries. And, he, you know, there last year going into that Saints game, like he was on an awesome run in the second half of the season that was overshadowed, frankly, by Hassan Reddick, uh, who, who also has been playing really well this year, obviously played really well last year. Reddick has... I think seven and a half sacks, so he's 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 one ahead of him. But I can see Josh Sweat finishing the season with 14, 15 sacks, one of the top uh, edge rushers in the NFL, and on second team All Pro, let's say. So yeah, I'm buying my Josh Sweat stock now because uh, I really think that this is this is one of those where uh, you know it was in Sam Hankey's letter about like you know buying more Coke, right? Uh, <laughs> I hope I didn't butcher that line. But um, the reality is, like, if you believe in a company, keep investing in it, right? Because you you think it's it's, it's going to keep going up, and that's the way I see Josh Sweat right now. Okay, I, I, that's fine. I think you have conflated the exercise for something that it is not. Uh, I do think that you're right that Josh Sweat has been awesome. I think he has been the best player on defense. I think this season has been sort of his coming out party to the national audience mm-hmm. as a truly elite. Edge rusher, I think that is all true. I just think it's going to be hard for him to have a better second half than he did in the first half. And I am a little bit worried about the snaps. He's on pace for way more snaps played than he ever has had before. In the summer of 2019, um, when the Josh Sweat When you were buying all that Coke? (laughs) When the Josh Sweat stock was available and the Derek Barnett stock was available. You you can't just go back to this. This Yeah, but that's not what we're talking about now. I'm I'm just saying you you were buying Barnett stock. I was buying stock. I was buying sweat stock. Yeah. So why? So you've you've made plenty of money off of Josh Sweat. It doesn't mean you got to keep going back to the, <laughs> yeah, to the well. I, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gonna dance with the girl who brought me. So. Okay. Apologies to Topanga. Uh, my, <laughs> I, don't, I, I only wish that was the case back then, right? Poor Emily. Good. <laughs> good thing she's hopefully stopped listening by now. All right. My last pick. Um. I'm on the fence here. I, you know, I could do a very easy Keely Ringo up because he hasn't done anything on defense. But I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit more off, a little bit more on the record here. I, I think I think we're going to see a little bit more from Sidney Brown in, in okay. a good way. Um, you know, he did not play much on defense until the last few games. Um, and I think that there's a case that like I wouldn't be entirely shocked if by the end of the season he is the second safety next to Reed Blankenship but not Kevin Byard. Uh, we haven't so, talked about Kevin so Byard yet. you're selling Byard. Uh, I think part of it is that, but I'm not selling Byard because he hasn't been okay. good. And so like, there's, I think there's a, a good case to be made to buy Kevin Byard just because he hasn't done anything since uh, he was acquired. But I, I kind of like the energy that Sidney Brown brings to the defense. And I think that there's, there's a chance he's going to be more involved, even though... Bradley Roby's coming back and potentially taking over that slot position. Fair enough. Um, I don't think Byers going to lose his job, but I do think Brown's going to have a role, and I do like the buying the Brown stock. Uh, now, it seems we're optimistic about these rookies in the back half of the, sh- of the schedule here, right? We've we've bought, or I should say, you have bought so far, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, and Sidney Brown. I haven't disagreed with with any of those assessments, frankly. Uh, so that 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 would bode well for this this Eagles draft class. And you can go back if you didn't watch or listen to Monday's show. We went in depth on all these rookies. Uh my last one here. Yes. It's a little different spin to the game. Um well, uh, we appear to be playing <laughs> totally different games. So no, no. Would I say it? You'll say, okay, that's fair. Okay. I'm buying Sean Desai. Yeah, you know, I thought about this. Okay. I'm buying Sean Desai. That's allowed. Sean Desai, I, I think that that stock has has dipped, uh, you know, a bit in these past few weeks. Uh, I was I was on radio last night on WIP, and they uh, a little flex there. Interesting. Uh, Rob Ellis asked me about. I you weren't allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Too much nudity. <laughs> uh, Rob Ellis uh, was asking me about. Um, you know, the Eagles pass defense. And I've been asked that, you know, wherever I've, I've, I've been the, the 
past 10 days other than Arizona, but on the plane to Arizona, actually, the guy sitting behind what if me. the Waymo just like <laughs> out of no. nowhere is like, what do you think of my Eagles past defense? No, really nice man sitting behind me on the flight to Arizona. Um, spoke to him in the gate, spoke to him on the flight. Uh, so he's really following you around, sounds like. No, he literally sat behind me. Um, and and so when we were waiting in line to board, he, he said hello. And he actually, um, <laughs> this is, I, I say this in like a nice way, he had a photo uh, of me that he wanted to show. Because he was at the he was at the Super Bowl Media Day last year, and in in he in Arizona, and he took a picture of Jeffrey Lurie, and I was there speaking to Jeffrey Lurie. So he showed me that you know he's he said nice things about our work, and so I appreciated that. Um, but did you feel a little a little bit creeped out? No, so so honestly flattered and like appreciative as I am of all. But when he said, "Let me show you a picture of you." He didn't say, let me know. He pulled up his phone and he, he, he said, look, what's, look at this. And yeah, you just, I, re- you're I, back to the camera uh, no. standing at a urinal. I, re- I remembered the question at that time that I was asking Jeffrey Lurie actually. Um, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> so anyways, a, a Conan says, want to see uh, a picture of yourself. <laughs> Conan says, was it JG? It was not JG. JG had a game this, this weekend. Yeah, against Zach Atlanta, would have been much happier. Uh, which he won, but it would have uh, been reversed. Zach would have said, can I show you a picture of yourself? <laughs> no, but Emily did say, Emily did say at one point, like, uh, you know, I, I, you can get in touch with Gannon. I'm like, Gannon's, <laughs> Gannon's coaching. He's like, like, like Gannon's busy. He's got Kyler Murray back. This week, Gannon doesn't want to hear from me right now. Um, yeah, but th- she knows that the thought definitely crossed your mind. Well, we we went on out. We went home on a Saturday night um, because we had to get home for the kids. Uh, so we weren't there for that game Sunday. But yeah, the thought definitely. I mean, look, in a, if we did this trip in a different situation, I, I would have loved to cover that game. Yeah. Uh, but in any event, uh, let's let's circle back to Sean Desai. Uh, Sean Desai, I think, has has been really creative this year. Uh, the production hasn't been there from the past defense, but I actually like the way that his, his defense has has played for the most part. I think they've stepped up to the plate in some of their toughest games that they faced. You know, and, and certainly the the Miami game. I was really impressed there. I thought the Rams game he he did a good job. I even think Dallas they they played Dallas well. They they need to do they need to uh, force turnovers more. That's one thing that jumps out. But uh, no shot again in here. Turnovers aren't something I, I think you can coach. Like I, yeah, I think there's not, there's a variance to it, right? So I think those could come. But I I've been impressed with the size game plan. And the reason I'm buying the size stock is this. We're at this time of year now where you start to see some of these head coaching lists and a lot of them for the most part are like the same names, right? And understandably so, right? These people are all credible reporters talking to a lot of like people who are in the know who are mentioning, you know, some of these top coordinators. Sean Desai's name uh, isn't like atop these lists. You're certainly not to the point that like um, Gannon's was last year and Shane Steichen's was last year. At this time last year, there was a palpable buzz to use the word that Sean Desai likes to use for his defense about Shane Steichen being like the top, uh, uh, yes. the top candidate. And we all know again in an interview two years ago and then last year. I think Sean Desai is going to be a head coaching candidate if the Eagles play the way I expect them to play uh, during the back half of the schedule here. I also think this, this, to your point, it works well just narratively. They're playing this gauntlet of mm-hmm. difficult teams if a defense improves over the course of that time if they do a good job against the chiefs if they do a good job against yep. the niners then I, then i think that he will get a little bit more buzz so is i think that's a, i think that's a good pick uh is quick, that a, is that allowed in the game that's yeah, why I absolutely said, it's not a player yeah that's okay. allowed in the game you, okay. you that is you're within the framework of uh, of what was supposed to be the rules of the exercise quickly a couple guys we didn't talk about I think I think Slay. Uh, I sort of expect a little bit of a bounce back. Okay. Um, but I, I wasn't willing to go all the way there yet. Um, how do you feel about like Hassan Reddick or Jordan Davis? I think holding on on uh, Reddick. I mean, I don't think Reddick's going to have you know sixteen sacks, right? But I I think he'll be in that. I think he'll be he'll be, he'll be double digits again. So it should be four consecutive years of that. And I think he'll be in that twelve to fifteen range, which is like really good from any objective measure. I mean, it's not what he had last year, but I, uh, and if, if they, if they're holding on the leads close in games, 
I think he's going to be awesome there. Um, and, and so then, uh, yeah, cause he, he is like the closer. And then who was the other one you asked me about? Jordan Davis, Jordan Davis. Hard for me to say, like, I really liked the way he played early in the season. I think his play leveled off. Fletcher referenced uh, how Jordan Davis wants to be viewed as more than like a run stopper. Um, but he's he's got to do it consistently to be viewed as more than a, a run stopper. I think he has that in his in his body. But look, there's a reason why the Eagles are playing Milton Williams so much, right? They, I mean, Milton Williams is, I think they like Milton Williams more right now than Jordan Davis when he's out there on defense. As far as like a three down player. Like passing downs, they like yeah, the third, yeah, 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 yeah. But I also think that the conversation we were having with Fletch about how they've been so much better at run defense with even fronts, I think a big part of that is because Jordan Davis is yeah. now playable in those fronts, whereas last year he was just a, a nose tackle. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Gavin says, "Can I get a Bo Wolf or Z Berm signed PHLY hoodie?" Yeah, I am gonna put out. I mean, I haven't thought about this in this context, like me signing a hoodie. Um, but the, the, uh, on our former show, Birds with Friends, uh, I used, to, <laughs> I used to say to Even everybody, a cease and desist. <laughs> I used, I used to say to everybody, uh, for road games or home games, if you have a copy of underdogs and you, and you message me, I'll meet you before the game. Uh, Bo used to see me do that before every game go or for a lot of these games go, I'll find a central spot in the stadium to the Seattle listeners who've reached out. It's good. Uh, it's important for you to find a central spot that is like publicly viewed so that if it is one of those no, stalkers who's no. taking pictures of you, you're still um, safe. But if you have a PHLY hoodie and you want me to sign it, I'd be happy to do so. Uh, I'd be happy to meet you at a game somewhere. Um, so Gavin, my email is Zach at allphly.com. You can also get me on DM at Z Berm or on Instagram at Z underscore Berman. And I'll get back to you. All right. So Zach takes uh, Derek Barnett down, Nicholas Morrow down, Bradley Roby up, James Bradbury up, Josh Sweat up, Sean Desai up. I take Reed Blankenship up, Nolan Smith up, Zach Cunningham down, Jalen Carter up, Christian Ellis up, Sidney Brown up. A lot of ups for me. Uh, there you go. Good stuff. That'll do it for this episode of the PHLY Eagles podcast. We are back tomorrow at 11 a.m. once again, and then on Friday at 10 a.m. for uh, Julia and the great reign of Blockbuster over the years, and Fletch and Zach. I'm Bowie. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Talk to you tomorrow, and as always, we love you. We all city like the mayor. 